Welcome to the Unbreakable Woman podcast, where you will hear faith-based conversations with unbreakable women on health, parenting, relationships, business, and much more. We hope that you will grab a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever your drink of choice is, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us. Hello and welcome to the Unbreakable Woman podcast. My name is Mae Dobbins, along with my wonderful, beautiful co-host, Megan Musharbish. Hello. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We are excited for another episode of Unbreakable Woman podcast. And today we're really super excited about what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be talking about the great divide. And we have a wonderful host that is joining us today who happens to be my lovely sister, Tofumi Bakoya. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, Tofumi. And so as we do with every episode of Unbreakable Woman podcast, we do start like to start off talking about what was one thing that tried to break us this past week and um, who wants to who wants to lead us in what was something that tried to break you this last week? Let's have our awesome guests start. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, I would probably say just capacity. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, been struggling with capacity and the things that I believe that God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, well, I'm stuck doing what I have to do. How can I focus on what you want me to do? So um, uh, so that's been my thing. And really, it's work. You're stuck doing what you have to do, which is work. And then yeah. the things that God, God, God has called you to do are laid on your heart. It's like there's no time for that. And I'm trying to figure out if this is the enemy scheme or if I have to make some decisions. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah how we're gonna do that but um yeah so that's one thing I'm getting encouragement just from the word of God and just believing that you know he's created those good works um beforehand that we should walk in them and that he's faithful to complete it in his time so Amen. Oh, that's so awesome. good yeah thank you for sharing that with us yeah. What about you, May? I know you took a trip to San Diego and I haven't really talked to you actually this week. So how was your trip? Yeah, so I did take a work trip to San Diego last week and it was amazing. Um, I was there for a conference, an industry conference, and um, and it was it was really incredible, honestly, just being in such amazing weather, but also that conference, every aspect of it was just really um, motivational and inspiring. I learned so much, took away a lot to bring back to my organization. So it was great. Um, As far as something that tried to break me this past week, honestly, I've been staying very encouraged. Um, I was trying to think through what is something, I mean, there is always something, I suppose, but um, I I, I would agree with you, Tofumi. I mean, just the overwhelm of just the you know, of capacity and trying to hold everything together. We wear so many different hats in life. We're, we're all mothers. The three of us are mothers. Um, We all work and, you know, have businesses and have, you know, all kinds of things that we're, we're, we're doing. And then, um, you know, then there's ministry life too. There's so many different hats that we wear. Right. And so um, one of my things that I was, coming to terms with is, you know, I have to take a step back 
and look at what are the things that I really need to be doing in life right now? What I need to reprioritize, you know, and I'm talking about, especially at work. Um, my family's important. Spending time with my children in the evening is important with their homework. They need attention to that. And so I've just really been, you know, just re- trying to reprioritize my priorities lately. And so um, that feeling of overwhelm can tend to get to me and where you just feel like, you know, um, you, you just feel like just doing anything because we have so much, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm working with the Holy Spirit and um, it's beginning of the month, beginning of every month. Um, I normally would not typically share this, but I just think that it's a helpful, inf- it's, it's a helpful discipline is to fast the beginning of every month for direction and for mm-hmm. um, intimacy with God and to ask him what his heart is. So it's the beginning of the month, doing my three-day fast, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what is it that I need to be focused on, prioritizing at work and in life in general? And so I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is already speaking to me. I wrote a list of things already um, this afternoon um, that the Holy Spirit was showing me that I need to reprioritize. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm good. at with that. How about you, Megan? That's good. That's good news. I just want to say really quickly before I take my turn, um, guys, we have got your feedback about our internet connections and the sound and everything. And it is something that we're working on, believe it or not. We um, So just give us a little time and um, the, the quality of the sound. Uh, I know we've cut in and out. We, we intend to improve all of that. So it's not always going to be choppy. And um, just bear with us amateurs for a little bit longer until we can <laughs> kind of get it fixed up. So I just wanted to mention that, especially to all the new people listening. If it does cut in and out, we apologize. Um, we are aware of it. And uh, yeah, we're trying to fix that. So yeah, my week, I have had um a crazy week um let's just say that unfortunately my um uncle passed away last week oh Oh my goodness Megan I didn't really you didn't call me yeah (laughs) so it was the day I had the colonoscopy and the endoscopy um but I didn't Mm -hmm. find out until the next morning and um yeah it was it was a big shock for all of us because it was very sudden and um unexpected and very quick. And so um, it was devastating, absolutely devastating news to receive. And so it's been a week of processing and um, everybody, my uncle is like my, my dad, he's the reason I'm in Arizona. I mean, he he gave me away at my wedding and um, he helped me with absolutely everything that I've done since I've been here, him and his wife share. And I look at them, I've known them my whole life. And um, I look at them like kind of like my adopted parents. I ju- they they are like my blood family. And wow. yeah, it was a it was a big. Um, it really took me took me out because we've been working on a couple of formulations, and I was trying to get reach him and and couldn't. So I reached out to um, Brianna, who is his his daughter in law, and um, she that was it. She showed me what happened and. Um, it it was it was reminded me of when I found out when my dad died. It was just wow. that that kind of shock delivery, which is not her fault. You know, she's devastated. She's just shared shared it with me. It was just um, it was a week, and then you know, um, 
we got sick this weekend as well. We all got a stomach virus, which my son got first, and then we all kind of got it all at once. So we were all completely out on Sunday, unable to move, just <laughs> unbelievably sick, thrown up, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. Um, there was a lot of other stuff ha- that happened this week. I won't get into all of it. I probably sound way more joyful than I think even I probably expected at this point just because I had my first RTF session yesterday which is yes for those that don't know is restoring the foundation it's an incredible healing ministry in the church that helps you kind of heal from past trauma and and everything and I've been wanting to do that for years it's just the way it kind of all worked out I wasn't going to cancel it I was just like no you know what let's do it and so it's been a week but I have been really just pressing in and praying and seeking God in understanding and in peace and in joy. And I really think that just knowing him, it gives you so much peace in anything that you walk through in life. And no matter what sort of comes and and continues to come, because that's life, unfortunately, Um, knowing Jesus and walking with him and walking with the Lord, it, it changes everything. It changes bad news. It, it, it softens blows. It comforts you in mourning. I mean, he just, his very presence is peace and healing. Even in those times of tragic news, sickness, um, surgery, (laughs) all of the things that I had this week. just his presence alone is enough to really give you peace and walk you through those hard times my prayers are just with the family as we um you know say goodbye to him this sunday and and just there'll be i know there'll be two celebrations of life because of you know who he was there's a lot of people that want to come but uh just prayers ongoing prayers to the family and um and everything and honestly I'm just I'm so blessed to have known him and so blessed to um to to have had him in my life and share too whom you know we're I'm still very close with of course and and so yeah it's an honor to just help take care of her and and be a part of that family so yeah that's yeah. kind of my week in a nutshell it tried to break me <laughs> let yeah. me tell you um but I find that you know Jesus with every with every trial you 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 grow a greater capacity that your capacity expands it may not do it immediately but afterwards it always expands farther than it was before that particular thing tragedy incident whatever you 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 go through a, a new level of growth that you you know in your own self that you didn't realize was was possible the length of time of course is that it takes is up to the lord and also yourself as to how much you're willing to just to process, to release, to let go of. So I know the RTF obviously helped this week too, but I have joy, even though um, in the worldly sense, I probably shouldn't, but I do. I'm so glad you did the RTF. That's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. You said that was your first time? That was my first time, guys. And I want to share with you on another episode what happened. Because like Cindy and Letha who did it, um, Pastor Cindy and Letha that did it, it, they were like, you need to share this testimony because it's just so amazing. Yeah, what mm-hmm. happened to me was pretty wild. But 
Um, it was very, very healing and Holy Spirit revealed a lot of stuff, especially kind of generational stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to share that well, on another episode. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Cannot wait to hear it. So Megan, um, tell us what we're talking about today. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited, but also I wouldn't say I was fearful. I would say not apprehensive is not the right, right word, <laughs> but this episode is called The Great Divide. And I'm sure many of you listening probably know why, because the world that we live in today is extremely divided, divided among beliefs, divided among ideas of what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. But there is a force beneath all of it that is driving that divide. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because it's extremely relevant and it hides in plain sight as what does this the the devil do he hides in plain sight he he's not uh he's not secretive in that sense and so today we're going to be talking a little bit about politics but not too much because one we don't really know too much about politics although our guest knows a little bit more than us so through me um and i'm really looking forward to hearing your your uh, understanding your perspective of everything because like i was saying earlier to you guys on the phone it kind of reminds me of, you know, you have your belief, I have my belief. It's like, like when you're in school, you know, and you're taunted by the kids and, and, and you're kind of bullied because you don't have that same belief as perhaps, you know, your friend or whatever. And they're like, oh, you believe that? And then they make fun of you. And so today I kind of want to talk about that because that's happening in adulthood, but on the world stage. And I don't know who or how many people really recognize that, but what we're seeing right now in the world is very childish. And we've got grown-ups acting like children, behaving like children. Um, I think we lost Tofumi. Did we lose her? Yes, we did, but she'll get back on. Okay. All right. So, um, yes, so the great divide between believing that if you're voting for one party your enemy is the other party and what the kind really what the difference is and Tofumi is going to share more uh, insight into that because whether you believe in let's say Trump or Biden or you know this person or that person whatever whatever there really is no difference all that's happening is there is a greater divide that's becoming between people Mm -hmm. oh you're back (laughs) Yes, I'm back. Sorry about that. No problem. No problem. I was just saying that um, really as a result of this, of this, we're seeing so much hate, so much violence. We're seeing uh, so much more terrorism. We're seeing so many more riots. We're seeing prophecies that have been talked about, you mm-hmm. know, years and years and years ago coming to pass because of all of this stuff. And, um, you know, why should we be looting, you know, Mm-hmm. designer stores and um why should we be you know terrorizing the capital and smashing and and breaking into places and stealing stuff and because somebody believes something different than you right or somebody is leaning toward trump or somebody's leaning toward biden so um i'm really interested to hear you know what you have to say about that yeah i think um the most concerning thing to me in the whole thing is the way the church is receiving it. I mm-hmm. think it's 
that's because um, we know the world will be the world. You know, we kind of know, like, you know, I always say sinners going to sin. Right. So mm-hmm. we don't we have our expect it's 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 the brethren, the divide that it's causing in the in the house of God. That's to me the most shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the reason why it's really shocking is because um, we are we have a unifier like the world can be divided mm-hmm. but you know obviously scripture tells us that you know jesus is who unifies us there's no jew there is no greek right no male or female mm-hmm. we are all one he sees us as one and so mm-hmm. for it, for us to allow something that is kind of like i like to call it the kingdoms of this world to come between you know you know god's people i mm-hmm. think that's that's the most concerning thing when, when, when believers pick sides and I'm not saying that believers can't have, you know, their perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that you absolutely, we live in this world and we see the things that's going on and we formulate our opinions. But um, when we don't subject those opinions to the authority of Christ, that's when we become divided. When those, those opinions become more, um, valuable to us than our, you know, our identity in Christ and understanding that, you know, we have to lay every opinion down to the authority of Christ. We believe what he says we believe. And at the end of the day, um, he's not really too concerned. And this is going to be a shocking statement for many. He's not really too concerned about the kingdoms of this world. And mm-hmm. that's, it's biblical. Oh, did we lose her? Oh, no. I see that she's still on, but I'm not sure. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see that. Okay. My phone can't sleep. Um, So, (laughs) so yeah, I'm not sure where I left off, but um, yeah, I think that it's just really what uh, the divide is doing to the, to the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, It makes us very ineffective and we have unity. We are supposed to be the most unified body on the face of the earth right Mm -hmm. so yeah it's true and we i was actually watching an interview the other day it was an interesting interview between a christian a muslim and jordan peterson (laughs) of all people (laughs) uh it was a very interesting conversation but halfway through it all that kept coming to my mind was um meaningless meaningless all of this is meaningless the that verse just kept coming Mm -hmm. up because Mm -hmm. yes this this conversation might seem like a peace conversation of you guys trying to connect your faith and Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson trying to understand, but really it's just we're a muffling of words. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you wouldn't attack, a person wouldn't attack a Muslim in the street and spit on them if they were preaching about Muhammad. It just wouldn't right. happen. And mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. People are, are afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they'll mm-hmm. do that to a Christian. Why would they do that mm-hmm. to a Christian? Because what are they going to get in, in return? Nothing. Nothing is mm-hmm. going to happen to them. They're going to get love in return. They're going to get mm-hmm. a hug. They're going to get mm-hmm. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that even makes them more mad. I don't know. But what you're saying is right because it's extremely relevant as to why it's in the church. Because during these times, especially, and I know it says this in scripture in the end times, mm-hmm. but the church really, you know, this is the great falling away, right? The great mm-hmm. shaking. And mm-hmm. so the the true believers will stand and those who aren't won't and we as believers must not get confused or get stuck on who Mm -hmm. is in quote-unquote power in the Mm -hmm. white house 
or yeah. anywhere else in in the world like i was saying to you guys earlier vote trump vote biden vote jesus and right. leave it that obviously yes policies and things like that matter i'm not saying that's don't disregard what i'm not saying mm-hmm. my point is that regardless of who wins it's not a reason to go and attack your brother or your sure. sister or your friend or your neighbor because that's exactly what the enemy wants and he and- uses this to do that and I do see that what you're talking about, Tofumi, is that, you know, this the blatant disregard, disrespect for other brethren on the social medias and even mm-hmm. in person, you know, just mm-hmm. because of for so-called politics, you know, mm-hmm. so-called, you know, opinions and beliefs systems. And I, I think that it, it, it has blown me away over the last several years the things that people post and mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. they post it, not thinking about, wow, you know, do you understand that there are other people that you go to church with that may think differently from this and might be hurtful to other mm-hmm. people that, you know, are in your life that are, you know, that you go to church with or that you work with or whatever the case might be. Right. And mm-hmm. so it feels like as Christians, as believers, shouldn't there be some sort of a a a line here yes we have Mm -hmm. our opinions yes you know um there are certain things that we probably all believe as christians but then at the same time there is room for opinions and god allows us to have opinions right but Mm -hmm. just the way that it has brought division into the church the way we've allowed it to bring division into the church yeah have been shocked at you know, it's to me, I, I prefer to keep my opinions to myself. I have lots of thoughts, lots of opinions, but it doesn't matter. That's between me and God. And I'm going to work that out between me and God. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to think less of another person because they think differently from me. So it has been a shock factor over the last few weeks, over the last few years. So mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and it's been costly. It's been costly. It for us, not um, for the church, right? So, um, and I think that, so I mentioned about opinions and and I, I simply say that, I, I mean, it's important to understand that all man has is his opinion. There are facts, which I don't think that man derives, but everything is really a, an opinion. There's truth, which is God. Everything else is an opinion. We have an opinion about how we should do things and we fight over our opinions. Right. There are no real facts. Who's the better politician? Who knows? They're both man like flesh. Right. So um, at the end of the day, you know, people are they are willing to live and die by what is an opinion. But you got to lay that down, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I think the reason why they people um, they they line up their identity under their opinion. Mm-hmm. They really do. They say, OK, America is the greatest country on Earth. That's actually an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everything. I mean, if you think about everything that people say and you, what you believe about a candidate or about something, most of it is opinion. There are facts, but as when there can be two sides to a story, there was, it's most likely op- opinions. And so people align their identity with an opinion instead of the truth. And the truth is we are citizens of heaven. The truth mm-hmm. is only God's word is truth. And fact. And the truth is, like, you know, that, you know, if we were to really look biblically, there are no, like, ever since, you know, Jesus was resurrected, there are no more borders. 
We are all citizens of heaven, no matter if you're in America and Africa, it doesn't matter anymore. Now I understand that we. Oh no, her phone must have went to sleep again. (laughs) (laughs) What is this phone's going to sleep? What's that about? Oh no, I'm sorry. Apologies. Um, Yeah, I I was saying that, uh, you know, of course we live in this world and we're going to have opinions about how we should be governed. And, you know, we would ideally we would like to be governed by the truth, right? But we know we live in a fallen world. We know that we're not in the, um, you know, when God brings all things back to how restores all things back to the way it should be. So in that time, I believe that, you know, you're entitled to your opinion and just know that it's that. If every believer can know that, look, I'm going to vote my conscience and my opinion, but don't demean a brethren from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, and just leave it at that. Like we both are probably aired. No matter who you vote for, you're an heir. <laughs> All honesty. Uh, so, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and if we could respect that and just know that, yeah, at the end of the day, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pray for our leaders. We're gonna vote our conscience. And at the end of the day, we know that our identity is in Christ and we're we're brethren first. We're blood, which is interesting. And blood is thicker than water. It's, it's thicker than all of this, so. Yeah, isn't there a verse in scripture too about, respecting it um our who's in power or god yeah you're supposed to pray for your pray for the peace praise for you pray for your leaders and those who are in authority so there'll be peace in your land it didn't say as long as it's the candidate that you voted for no Mm -hmm. and and so there's this peace and so it's well with you so you have peace you can and another thing i think that you kind of touched on it megan that is also concerning, um, which might rile a lot of people up, is I, I believe that believers, we in America, American believers, are very comfortable. We mm-hmm. have, we've had it good. We haven't experienced the persecution that our brethren in other countries are experiencing now. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that um, we can see that it can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that fear drives us to like uh, I call it legislate revival. We try to we try to use the systems of this world to protect us against what God said is inevitable, right? Persecution. We know mm-hmm. the ways of this world and we, we think we can policy our way to not being persecuted when it's clear that the world is following away. He said it. If they did it to Jesus, they'll do it to us. But because we haven't experienced it in a, in I mean, in any length of time in the U.S., um, I think that we try to avert that through policy or through our, our politics. But really, what we need to do as the body of Christ is just stand up for what we believe. And I think um, through it, if we have to be persecuted, um, you know, in the in the Bible, the church always grows stronger under persecution. I'm not saying I want to be persecuted, but we just know that it's also part of God's plan if it has to be. And I know that's a strong statement. A lot of people may be uncomfortable with that, but it's, it's, it's scriptural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're right about Americans being comfortable. I'm trying to find uh, his name, but I was watching on the, on the news. <laughs> um, it was, I think it was, well, I wasn't watching it. It was a YouTube clip that came up because I don't watch CNN. But CNN was trying to interview, a woman on there was trying to interview, I think it was, I don't know if it's the president or the prime minister. I don't know what they call it over there. It was either Ghana or um, it was another country in Africa. I forget which one I'm trying to find. Anyways, 
she was asking him his his standpoint on um, the LGBTQ or whatever it is community, right? I don't, forgive me, I don't know the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you can see immediately, he's getting frustrated. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and she and she's like, you know, you you've been pretty strict on your policies uh, on your, and your position on this, um, and, and you know, and what what do your people have have to say about that? And the long and short of it is like, look, he and he's you can tell he's trying to be nice, and this was so mm-hmm. powerful. He was like, look. For the people of Ghana, um, the issue that we have right now, basically what he was saying is we're concerned about hunger. We have five, mm-hmm. 500, five, we ha- he said we have 5 million people out of work. We have mm-hmm. 6 million people who are hungry. Wait, he's like, your it, the issues that you have, these are not mm-hmm. concerns for the people mm-hmm. of Ghana. These are, not, wow. these are not concerns for us. And, mm-hmm. and, and he said, as soon as this becomes an issue, then we will, of course, address it. But he said, and, you know, he was trying to be polite, but you could he could tell on his face. He's like, you guys need to get it together. Like mm-hmm. there are real issues going on in the world and you guys are fighting about this nonsense. Like, are you OK? Are you OK? <laughs> right. You know, you could just read his his body language and everything where he was he was trying to be respectful and everything. But he's like, there are bigger problems. There are people dying from hunger right. people mm-hmm. that are not able to get jobs to take care of their families and you're worrying about rights as to which sex you decide that you want to be yeah and how people respect that about you give me a break. yeah absolutely you know, and I, I i'm not disrespecting anybody i just think that all of this focus it, it's it's not on the right thing at all and it's leading to massive destruction I mean, massive destruction. When you take your eyes off of what really matters, and like you said, Tofimi, when you get comfortable, we're comfortable. We live in one of the richest countries in the world. What have we got Mm -hmm. to complain about? Come on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so what do we do? We invent things to complain about. We invent issues and problems and, gosh, Let's just create create something new to be offended about because we've got nothing else to do because we're lazy and we have everything. Yeah. So to honestly, you said- oh. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, so it, it didn't obviously used to be that way, um, but this is feeding into it massively. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to for me, you said something that was interesting that we are trying to... Um, it's almost like we're trying to pass up the inevitable. We're trying to, we're trying mm-hmm. to prevent something that's inevitable, and that is a very interesting thought. That you know what God has said will be will be, and yet we are trying to we're, we're getting we're we're allowing all of this division out of something. You know, we're have, allowing these this, this division over something that's inevitable is basically what you're saying. And I think that it's important for us to think about the fact that, yes, absolutely, you know, the end of the the end of times are going to come. And I don't know when that is, but certain things are going to take place. And we're seeing, you know, the Bible talks about rumors of war. There'll be rumors of war and all of those Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that these things must happen. Right. And so I think that with all of the division that we're seeing, one of the things that comes to mind for me is the fact that the enemy is just so happy to see mm-hmm. the division in the church, to see all mm-hmm. of these things happening, because guess what it's doing? It's 
it's distracting the Christian from really being focused on what we're supposed to be focused on. And what are we supposed to be focused on? We're supposed mm-hmm. to be focused on loving people yep. to life. And we're supposed to be focused on, on, um, on, on salvation, on preaching the gospel, preaching mm-hmm. the good news, because we all know as Christians, we should all know this, that um, there will be an end time that there will yeah. be, you know, people are going to go to hell. There's mm-hmm. going to be a judgment day. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. guess what? We're so focused on politics and who's, mm-hmm. not, who's not believing what and who's saying what and who's not doing this and who's voting for that. Mm-hmm. And we're so not able to love people well. We're right. not able to really fulfill mm-hmm. the mission that we're supposed to be focused on, on fulfilling. Do you think Paul was over there? You know, sure, there, sure. He was focused on the kingdom. And yep. focus on salvation and bringing salvation to the lost. That yeah. is what we are supposed to be focused on. But how can we do that when we're so divided? We're divided in the church, but guess what? That means if we're divided in the church, that means that we are divided in the workplace. We're divided mm-hmm. everywhere that we go. All oh, those people that believe, all oh, those people that yeah. vote for them, you know? So how are we able to then love people well? So we, you know, I think it's just something that we have to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. That there is an enemy that's really at work and he's the one who brings that division. And if the enemy is bringing division, then and he's distracting people from what we're supposed to be actually focused on. So what you said, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that there's an inevitable that is to happen, you know, and we're not focused on that. that's not our focus. We're focused more on 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 all of these other things that are not bringing unity or um you know or or really serving the body of Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just just quickly I want to just uh correct myself if, um in case anybody wants to look at it it was the president of Kenya I apologize who yeah. uh, did that interview and it was posted 4 weeks ago it's got like 1.2 million views in the title if anyone wants to look at it because it's really interesting is um CNN tried the wrong person on LGBTQ rights, but that's what <laughs> it is on YouTube. Um, but yeah, the the president of of Kenya, and and absolutely, we're focused on what what we see here in America. And um, honestly, when I grew up in England, I we had BBC News, right? But we were watching news that was going on all across the world. I really rarely saw too much going on in the UK that was like small. I mean. It, it was it was really re- relevant stuff you you heard a lot about the hunger issues that were going on in the world you heard a lot about so many other things that you don't hear and I remember when I moved to the states I was like wow you don't really know what's going on anywhere else I don't tell you oh that's interesting that's you very have interesting to go on YouTube to find out or you know to, to find out what's going on in, in the new in the news and stuff not that you know I really follow the news but it just kind of opened my eyes as to how how self-focused people can be and it very much and I remember (laughs) this is funny in England we have a really bad habit of apologizing right you but oh sorry 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 (laughs) sorry sorry. just unnecessary apologizing right and and actually it's the same way when you're driving you're kind of overly polite so you always wave at people if somebody stops and waits to let you out of a parking space or you know, say you're waiting to pull in somewhere or you're waiting to pull out into the street, people will flash you and let you go. You wave at them, they wave at you. It's courtesy. Everyone does it. When mm-hmm. I moved here and started driving, I, I would do it to people and they would just blank face. 
completely <laughs> ignore you. And so after a few years, I sort of stopped doing it. I still do it now. Actually, I started doing it again regardless. I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. If people aren't going to respond, whatever. But now I like put my hand up, sometimes even out of the window, very like enthusiastically because nobody acknowledges anybody. And in, in, in obviously in, in the UK, if a pedestrian walked out in front of your car, they would probably get hit probably. It will mm. be that. And that's the only that's the only difference. Whereas over here people just stroll out kind of casually in front of you without they don't even turn their head to look and it just blew my mind like <laughs> what are you are you okay? What are you trying to get run over? But it's it's their rights kind of thing, you know. In England people will be like, Oh, oh thank you, they'll put their hand up, thank you, thank you. And the, and you'll be like, Yeah, cross, cross and, and everyone acknowledges each other. I don't know if it's yeah. like that now because I haven't been there and I haven't lived there in 10 years, but I imagine it probably is. But just like little courtesies like that, I noticed here in the States um, about how very self-focused people mm. were. And I always was like, I never want to be like that. I never want to become like that. I never want to be that person because not how I was raised, not who I am. And honestly, I just don't agree with it. I think it's rude, partly because I was raised differently, but. I kind of opened my eyes. So just in just in going along with what you're saying, Tofumi, about us being comfortable and us really just we need to open our eyes. Look, we yeah. need to just look. We need to open our eyes and look at what is going on. Even in our uh, the small things like our day to day, like getting in our car and reversing out of the driveway. Perhaps there's a car there acknowledging them, acknowledging your neighbor, acknowledging the people at drop off at school, acknowledging people, smiling at people, little gestures like that instead of us being up in us ourselves. Okay. Right. That's that's really how it starts. And and one of the most amazing things about being a Christian is that yes, we are called model and how are we supposed to model jesus if we don't know him we don't Mm. know what he's like we don't know who he is why he came what his purpose was if we don't know who he is we don't have a relationship with him how can we allow him to flow through us to other people right yeah how the spirit of the lord works how the holy spirit operates and how do we do that by getting in our word by talking to god and by praying Mm. you know it's interesting um may you said something and both of you kind of touched on it um just i'm just thinking about all the things that you said about kind of american christians and this is not like a podcast or like you know an episode to bash on american christians no and i'm totally not doing that yeah just kind of bringing to light some of the you know comforts we enjoyed you kind of mentioned megan about the great falling away right and i've been thinking that about that a lot um you know just thinking about it like what would cause me to fall away um i would hope and i by the grace of god i hope nothing but so the average American Christian, right? Um, what would what would cause someone to just leave what they always knew? And mm-hmm. I think it is one of my theories is the fact that um, the American Christian's faith is part and parcel with America, right? With American <laughs> history, um, with what they believe, like this idealistic view of America. So they're like God, guns and Bibles, or I, I forgot even the phrase they use, you know, like they, it's it's like patriotism is almost synonymous with faith in God. 
you mm. know, like, um, I, and it's a kind of a culture, you know, mm. you have mm. like, you know, yeah, I forgot what they say. It's God guns and something. I can't remember what the third thing is, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and this idealistic view that they've had of like an old America where, you know, it's founded on Christian beliefs. And, and so, you know, the, the way, you know, just all of these, the way we pay homage to the troops, not that they're not deserving of the homage of, for their sacrifice. However, um, they almost, you know, America, for a lot of American Christians, the idea of American patriotism is just as high up there with their faith, their, their faithfulness to God. I'm just going to say it. They, they can't dissect the two. They don't know that America is not holy. It is a land. It, even whatever America is, it's still just, it's a, it's a land and people dwell in it. People come. And, and the, the mm-hmm. idea of it, even the culture change, you know, as America mm-hmm. becomes more diverse and we progress even in time and cultures are changing because maybe different kinds of influences. Um, this old America is, you know, something that a lot of American Christians have a fear that they're losing. Right. But they don't mm-hmm. know that what they fail to, to acknowledge is the fact that there has never been anything super holy about this land. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. never been. Those two things are not synonymous. Like a God in yeah. America or don't, it's not, he's not just concerned with America. He's concerned with the whole world. And this is just a body of land and borders are, there's no even such thing as borders. If you think about it, it's their pieces of land. <laughs> so um, yeah. we're citizens of this earth. And, and I think that, mm-hmm. you know, so that's an issue. And I wanted to also touch on the point that you mentioned about May, you mentioned Paul, um, because I'm going through the book of Acts and it's so amazing to look mm. at what like the early church did. Um, it's been something that like I asked God, like I just really want to know how this church thing was supposed to work because I feel like um, it's 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 breaking, <laughs> you know? What was your original intention? So, you know, I went back to the book of Acts to kind of look at what did they used to do, right? And it's mm. really quite simple. They, they just, they only even had one message. I, I laugh because the early church, Paul and his crew, <laughs> Peter, mm-hmm. John, the apostles that were left, they had one message, which is Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was what they preached everywhere mm-hmm. they go. They didn't mm-hmm. have like a lot people. And then the funny thing is even a lot of the things that you like, the nuances that you get, like, let's talk about like the marriage. Everybody loves, um, you know, uh, what Paul has to say about marriage. A lot of it was, although factual, um, it was still, he would tell you, he placed his opinion on it. But really what he wants to tell you is Christ and him crucified. Do everything you have to do to not to to not spoil your devotion to God. That's what he that's Paul's status, you know, Um, and they went everywhere preaching the same thing. They went to synagogues, which is interesting. They went to places where um, Jewish believers were Mm -hmm. um, to preach Christ and him crucified. So what is the church supposed to do? And the funny thing is, one thing Paul did is he went into what was it? Mm, I don't know if it was Ephesus. Forgive me if I'm um, quoting the wrong place, but when uh, when they were uh, worshiping many different kinds of gods, right? And he, they were there was even one statue of the unknown god. Paul didn't challenge the culture because let me tell you, especially Paul, he went into places, he went into Greek countries, right? Uh, They were obviously under Roman occupation. And if we read anything about the culture and the society of that day, um, it probably makes us look righteous today <laughs> the the botry that was taking place in those day in that day it wasn't like to what we're doing is what's happening today is not unusual it's yeah. not 
just new. No, it was taking place there. But you didn't hear them talk about all of that debauchery, right? Only mm-hmm. if it was happening in the church. If it was happening in the church, right. they addressed it. But if it was happening outside the church, they know sinners are going to sin. And they didn't do that. They, in fact, they used the culture. Paul used the culture to preach Christ. Oh, mm-hmm. I see you got this unknown God. <laughs> well, let me let me suggest, let me submit that, let me tell you who it is. And he preached Christ using their own um, idol to say, maybe this is the one true God. Maybe you should get to know this unknown God that you don't already know, which I think is powerful for us as Christians today. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we get so shocked about the culture. We get shocked about the way things are going. This is not mm-hmm. new. It's mm-hmm. not new. So, and we, but what we are doing is rendering, rendering ourselves ineffective, mm-hmm. right? By the divisiveness and also how we take part in it. Like you were saying, May, Satan is just having a field day. He was like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have played a better card, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> having, they're so afraid of losing their rights to worship. Like, what does mm-hmm. that even mean? Like, uh, you know, there's, you can't, there's, I have the right to worship whether or not it's legal or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. If, it's, if it becomes illegal, so let it be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, by the grace of God, I would hope I would still worship anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. we're so yeah. afraid that we just are like, okay, no, let's pol- let's, let's try to pass policies or vote in the right people that'll hold on to our rights to serve our God, which is also synonymous with our country. Mm. I, I feel like we just need to clean that up <laughs> as the church. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's so true because if you think about it, I think about this often and I've thought about it since the very beginning because my husband was obviously a believer before I knew the Lord and I used to hear the way he'd talk about things. And this has always been in my mind. What if somebody held a gun to the back of my head mm-hmm. and asked me to renounce my faith? Because mm. this is what happens in countries now today and has yes. been for hundreds of years is mm-hmm. Christians Christians they don't go up and go out and and uh, blow anything up or cause uh, you know that's that's not what we believe we believe in love we believe in unity we believe in Jesus what mm-hmm. and and Christians are being persecuted being killed being shot mm-hmm. in front of in front of I don't know how many people and it's just And I think about that. Well, what if one day you have to do that? Because it says it in the Bible. What if one day that happens to you? What will you do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the things as we're talking about all of these things is that because we're so distracted, we don't, I don't think that we're really thinking about these things. Right. And I think that when we think about the gospel, what's something that comes to mind is, are we preaching a universal gospel here in the United States? Mm-hmm. Wow. Are we preaching a gospel that is just benefiting us here in the United States because we mm-hmm. are comfortable? I think we have to be careful on what gospel we're preaching. Are we preaching the gospel of the Bible, like what you were saying, Tofumi, around, um, you know, Paul and the, and the, and the gang? You know, mm-hmm. they were going around preaching Christ crucified and dying for your sins and that's what that was their primary main message everywhere that they went and that is a universal gospel right that is the spreading of the gospel and i do think that it's something that we as a american church need to be thinking about as we're preaching is is this a universal message that will reach somebody in in the depths of 
poverty in Africa, you know, or yeah. somewhere in someone in India who, you know, the same type wow. of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we can tend to water down the gospel here in the United States to pretty much just benefit us. And so again, it's just really boiling down to what are we focused on? Are we focused mm-hmm. on the main thing, which mm-hmm. is Christ, what mm-hmm. he did for us and our sins? And are we are we loving people enough to preach the gospel to them and to bring them into the fold of salvation? And are we loving our brethren within the church well so that we can hold each other accountable in this life and then making sure that we are all fighting this good fight, right? And we're running our race well. That's what we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing as brethren, not tearing each other down for our beliefs and our our, our differences, but we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be unified in the church. And so- Mm -hmm. That, that's just kind of what's coming to mind as you all are, as we're having this conversation and hearing the, both of you sharing some of the things that you're sharing. And I think that as a focus, we need to get back to the main thing. Yeah. And keep the main thing, the main thing, which is, uh, yeah, Christ and him crucified. That's really what it is for the remission of our sins and for our healing. And, and that's the good news, right? I think it's interesting. You were mm-hmm. mentioning that, um, you know, like, are we really preaching that? And I, it just kind of goes back, and I hate to circle back, but about our comfort level, that we need um, nuanced gospel in America. <laughs> we need a gospel to tell us about, and I'm not diminishing, diminishing real issues. Uh, I'm going to use mm-hmm. anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. But, you know, if I, my, my brethren in Africa are not struggling with anxiety right? Um, And, you know, who are struggling with real hunger or real, like, they really lack, right? Well, I'm worried about, like, the American economy crashing. You know, their economy is in the gutter. So (laughs) that's out the door. Mm -hmm. So I need need that nuanced gospel to tell me, well, Lord, what do you have to tell me about anxiety? Praise God, he does have something to say, right? That he said, be anxious for nothing, but with all things, you know, he has a word for me. But we mm-hmm. that's what we ha- need right we're so comfortable that like we have my husband says that we have time for problems that are not problems that other people are facing in other countries mm-hmm. praise god mm-hmm. but you know at the same time we should be perspective thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. so good so good you're right if we and i think if if we can take anything away from this episode I think it is perhaps shifting our own perspective on our own lives. We could look inward right now and say, all right, how is my perspective? What What is it skewed? Am I looking through some funny colored lens right now? Um, in case- what perspective really, really helps us to get a hold when we are kind of slipping a little bit you know, to focus on, all right, what's important and what's not important? Because I'll tell you one thing that's true. (laughs) 10 out of 10 people die. So every single person (laughs) is going to die. The only difference is some people have more time. There's just the only difference between now and and that day is is time. And that amount of time Mm. is different for everybody. So what are we going to do with the time that we have? Because I know... That when people are on their deathbed and they're they're dying, those that actually get the chance to either pray before they die, or ask for forgiveness, or sit with their family and will say, 
I wish I'd have done things differently. I wish I'd have taken more time to do this. I wish I'd have taken more time to sit with my kids. I wish I'd have been nicer to this person. I wish I'd have been more loving. Just the regrets. Mm-hmm. So why can we not shift our perspective today and realize that this division that's taking place right now doesn't have to involve me. Right. I'm going to be that person that's different. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that. I'm going to stand for Jesus, for God, for something great, because I know I was sent here for a purpose. I'm not just on a floating ball in the middle of space by accident. I know that I was created for a purpose. My DNA is different than anyone else's on the planet. My fingerprints are different than anybody that ever lived. That means that I'm unique. I have a purpose. I have an ability Mm. that nobody else has. Okay, so what is that? Let's find out what that is. Let's use it. Let's not waste our time. And I think that's my prayer. Obviously, whenever you lose a person, your perspective shifts again, right? Mm -hmm. It always does. But I try to stay in this space because in all honesty, we wake up every day and we thank the Lord for a new day because we don't know when that last day is going to be. And we should not be focusing on the small stuff that really doesn't matter. And again, we are not deminimizing issues that are going on in people's lives and things that they are they are faced with and even as a country however we are um saying we need to get our priorities straight now focus uh, uh, put our glasses on so we can see clearly and and clear out the nonsense and make good and rational decisions and make use of our time instead of you know making that negative post or reply on instagram or whatever because we're triggered by something. Let's not be triggered. Right. So good. That's really good. May, did you want to, did you want to close with anything? Yeah. You know, as we're thinking, as we're, as you, everything you just said, you're absolutely right. And I think of what the Bible tells us, right. And says it in so many different ways and different places in the Bible around not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think of ourselves and to actually, you know, think of our, think of others as better than us is what the Bible tells us. So that's really a humble approach to life, right? Thinking of others as better, as um, better than ourselves and not to think of ourselves more highly, not that we're supposed to think lowly of ourselves, but what it's saying for the sake of unity, right? We have to be willing to, give our brethren a pass and for the sake of love we have to be willing to give our brethren brothers and sisters a pass and so um so yeah i think that this has been a great conversation i really appreciate your thoughts on this tofumi and megan all that you've added and to this conversation i think there's so much to this and i just want to say that we're not taking any sides we're just looking at the division that has Mm -hmm. taken place in the church. And it's really sad to watch that. Um, I think that it's okay for us to have our opinions. It's okay for us to vote however which way you feel convicted to vote. I think what's not okay is, again, we said it in so many ways in this podcast, you said it very well, you said it beautifully, is that we, we, we can't look down on others because of the position that they have taken and because of whatever their conviction is. Because we have to assume we're all Christians, right? And if everyone mm-hmm. is praying and asking God for his revelation for their lives and they feel that this is the way that God is asking them to vote this way or that way, however that might look, you know, who are we to judge that? You know, mm-hmm. um, what we are called to do is to love one another. 
and we are called to spread the gospel. We are called to pray for one another. Like you said, Tofumi, we are called to um, be there for one another, to help each other, mm-hmm. because this life is hard, right? Yeah. I mean, all of these things aside, life is just hard. And as brethren, as brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, we're called to be there for one another, to uplift one another, to hold each, uh, link arms with one another and do this life together and mm-hmm. run the race <laughs> so that we are, and press towards, press forward and mm-hmm. run this race and press towards the mark, right? We have a goal in mind and that is the reward that we have coming for us as we run yeah. this well. And so that's what we're supposed to be encouraging each other in. So we just, we just want, uh, we ourselves, we want to, we want to make sure that we're not falling into that trap that the enemy wants us all to fall in, which is this unity. We, we see it happening and we just thought that we wanted to address it and just, just raise it up, you know, from this perspective. And so we hope that this conversation has been meaningful to you. We would love to hear your thoughts. So um, please email us if you have thoughts on this and let us know what you think at unbreakablewomanpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we are looking forward to, um, by the way, this is the start of a new season, by the way, right, Megan? So this is season two. We finished our first Mm -hmm. season. Um, We have 10 episodes in season one. And so now we're getting going into season two. And we're looking forward to bringing more speakers onto the podcast and hearing from um, different voices around different topics. So we're really excited for this next season. The first season was Megan and I just really um, laying the foundation and um, and um, just sharing topics from our perspective. But we're excited to bring some other voices into this space. Well, that wraps mm-hmm. it up for this episode. And thank you, Tofumi, so much again. And yeah. hope that you'll join yeah, us again you. in the future. <laughs> Maybe there might be a part two, um, depending <laughs> on some comments that we might get out of this. So um, we hope we, we we pray for all of you, and we bless every single. And we are so blessed to be able to live in a country where we can we have the rights to do all of the things that we have the rights to do, including posting you know our, a podcast around our thoughts and our beliefs, and so. Um, Thank you, Jesus, for that. And thank you all for listening in. And we'll see you or talk to you or hear from you next time. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you again, Tofumi. Um, We love you so much. I appreciate you for coming on. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time.